0: Startup Life Hacks, episode 15. Don't hang so much on the idea. If you can create something that's valuable and you work hard towards it and you build really, you know, if you build people that are better than you around you, uh, you know, you're going to be successful.
1: Welcome. Welcome to Startup Life Hacks. Ever wondered if you have what it takes to start a business? Join us as we share with you inspiring stories from these amazing entrepreneurs. Let their journeys bring you one step closer to achieving success. And now, here's your host, Romel Cabal. What is up, Hacker Nation? This is Romel Cabal, your favorite host, and I'm excited to introduce you to our next guest, Luke Sofinos. Luke is a student entrepreneur from San Diego State University. He has won numerous awards, such as winning first place in SDSU's Lean Model Competition and awarded the top student entrepreneur at San Diego State University during the spring of 2015. His software company, Korski, aims to improve the lack of interaction in classes, and it's currently being used by more than 5,000 students in Southern California. So without further ado, please welcome to the mic, Luke Safinos.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me, first of all. Um, you know, we got started about a year ago, year and a half ago, I should say, really ramped up about a year ago. Um, but like you mentioned, we're Korsky. We're a student engagement platform. We work on all different types of devices, uh, so... Whatever you bring to class, right? Your smartphone, your tablet, your laptop, we incorporate with and and make it easy to kind of connect and engage inside the classroom, but also outside of it. Um, Some stuff going on with us is, you know, we recently launched about a month ago, like you said, about 5,000 students. We have 24 instructors, just over 65 courses using it. So, you know, we're pretty excited. We're expanding out now to the other universities here in San Diego. We'll be at UCSD and USD pretty shortly here, so... You know, just trying to ramp things up and, and get going. Nice. Yeah.
1: So here in Startup Life Hacks, we like to concentrate on the journey of the entrepreneur because not everyone's journey is the same. You know, we all have different backgrounds. So what was your upbringing like? What was your professional personal history that makes you perfect for what you're doing right now?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I come from a fortunate background, which is which is nice. Uh, you know, my dad's the CEO of a big media company. Um, you know, he sold revenue businesses ranging from two to hundred ten million. So I was, you know, really exposed to this kind of, you know, corporate kind of structure early on, right? So my mom is successful in real estate. Uh, My brother's a lawyer. My uncle teaches at Harvard. So I kind of came from, you know, knowing what hard work is and and how to make something of yourself and and what that takes. Uh, The one thing that I didn't come from was uh, any sort of entrepreneurship, right? It was kind of hustle in the corporate world, work your way up. But the fascinating thing is, is that because of those opportunities, I was able to um, you know, really jump into the business world early. And I, I, my first internship, I think I was 16 years old. So I've had five internships now, you know, I'm, I'm only 21. I just turned 21, but I saw very early on that internships and being in this corporate kind of environment was not something that I wanted to do. Um, you know, I felt that they judged and they evaluated employees and individuals within companies off of experience and not skill Um And so, you know, I was exposed to this kind of startup community. I started my first business when I was about seventeen, um, and I and I realized that you know it, creating a successful business, like I said, was about skill set and, and the ability to put the work in and work hard. and And through that, I I fell in love with kind of the startup community. And um, you know, we and now we're here today. Started so Corsky is my second company. Um, you know, we've dove in, and because of it, you know, had some tremendous opportunities. I also do some analyst work for a venture capital firm. Um, so I've been able to kind of see both sides of the table when you're fundraising and when you're, uh, you know, evaluating companies who are fundraising. So pretty, pretty neat upbringing, but wow,
1: you're, you're killing it, Luke. (laughs) Did you have a mentor while growing up? Like while you're starting these businesses or, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say I had necessarily had a mentor. I just
0: kind of watched both my parents work really hard. Um, you know, I, I saw my dad put in the hours. I saw my mom put in the hours. And so that's, that's really what motivated me. Uh, I always had that kind of bug, that entrepreneurial itch that I'm sure you've heard about from everybody on the show and, and wanting to do something, feeling that you're capable of doing more than, you know, my first internship I think was running coffee and the nightmares you see in movies. So <laughs> yeah, so I just, I wanted to kind of move away from that and I I started kind of trying to look, look around and identify opportunities and um, I realized in high school that every single kid was aching to do something, but there was nothing for them to do on weekends. So I wrote up a business plan, I took $3,000 out of my savings, and I would rent out venues around de- downtown Denver, where I'm originally from. Um, and then I would promote them through social media. And you know, we got to the point where we had we were in three, or excuse me, we were in two different cities, Arizona and Calif Arizona and Colorado. And we were promoting events, you know, making without you could, I realized, I should back up real quick, I realized that in one summer, I could make more in for doing one event, for promoting one event, make a couple thousand dollars than I could working hourly, eight bucks an hour. And, you know, it was, there was this itch and drive about going out and grinding and knocking on doors and selling tickets to fellow classmates versus kind of just being being there and, you know, doing what was acceptable and appropriate, so.
1: What are your favorite, favorite hobbies? Favorite
0: hobbies? Um, That's a good question. <laughs> uh, I, Besides business. Yeah, so... <laughs> Um no I'm I I I love playing basketball. I'm a big basketball player. Played played basketball in high school. Um I'm working on finding new hobbies now because you know the my business life is is taken over that social perspective but you know I I'm, I'm trying new things. So I'm trying uh you know the the surfing and the kayaking and things like that. So I'm I'm working on it but I'll I'll have a better answer for you. Probably in a month or so. Yeah, I mean you live in San Diego. I mean yeah. it's not Denver anymore. So I know <laughs> you gotta try surfing. Yeah, I came out here for the the blonde girls and the surfing, but you know, it's it's I gotta I gotta get back into that mindset, I guess. But Yeah.
1: <laughs> so we are now going to concentrate on how this business got started. And maybe some of my listeners can use the same tactics when they wanna start their own venture. Mm-hmm. So through Korski, like what were the strategies that you used to fund your business? Yeah, so you know, interestingly enough we as a
0: software, we kind of have a little bit of an advantage just because it's very lean to start it. And through that, we, you know, we went out and re- really recruited top tier talent at San Diego State, um, top tier engineering talent. Right. Uh, so I was able to kind of lock a couple of engineers and, and bought them in and brought them in. And they really kind of bought the bought into the vision and they've been with us since. And that allowed us to kind of put out software at a very low cost. I think we spent twelve hundred dollars uh to get to our alpha version last spring with about a thousand students. Oh, wow. Um from that, after kind of proving what we had, we funded ourselves completely off business plan competitions, which is kind of interesting and odd and most people probably don't take that route. But we made about twenty five thousand dollars in three months and that was able to kind of push us through uh to, you know, our beta version, which is being used by, you know, the five thousand you talked about earlier today. So
1: Did you have any founders when you're starting your company?
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, we we were kind of in an interesting situation. I started a totally different concept with another individual. um, And, you know, that ended up not really working out. Uh, You know, we we just weren't on the same page. It just wasn't wasn't a fit. So uh, why that process was kind of taking place, you know, we were in recruiting mode and we brought on some really talented kids that, I would absolutely consider co-founders today just because we'd be nothing, you know, we wouldn't be where we are without them. So the talent that, that came on with them, the engineers I spoke of, you know, some really talented sales guys and project managers really, really helped us out. So,
1: Now, describe a moment in your startup when you felt like giving up and what made you decide to move forward and uh, who, what motivated you to move forward?
0: Yeah, so, um, you know, early on, I think, is the most challenging i'm sure you've heard about that so we had a totally different concept and we stumbled upon someone that was doing the exact same thing and you know early on i i I really thought that okay if someone's doing it then you're you're out of luck right you're done uh you know fortunately now i know that that's not the case and there's many ways you can differentiate a product even if it has a lot of similarities but i you know we we almost threw in the towel back then you know fortunately we ended up kind of recruiting on and continuing to work on and pivot. And we pivoted and then we recruited on kind of a, a straight hustler. Uh, his name's Ryan Vancher. And he, he really kind of propelled us and helped us all see the value in, in the idea and, and got us, you know, out there grinding and putting in the work that, that was required. So it was a huge piece for us.
1: I mean, if you see other companies doing similar things, that's like a proof mm-hmm. of concept. So it's more than, you know, an excuse to keep going forward, right? Mm-hmm.
0: No, absolutely. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, by kind of understanding the market, we you know, we were able to learn a lot more and through that we found holes in, in ways that we could, you know, differentiate and, and be better than what we had previously
1: envisioned. So what's the great success you've had as an entrepreneur?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's been a lot, I think, I think first, first off is just kind of being able to recruit the team that we, that we did. Uh, you know, we have a lot of talented kids, Fadi Kana, who, you know, Fadi George, mm-hmm. Michael Wu, Ryan Vancher, Mark Barron. So. Uh, Chris Parsenal. So, you know, that was a huge success for us, just being able to recruit these talented kids. Um, on top of that, I think one of our favorite memories is uh, we went down to Brigham Young University for the international business competition. Uh, there were about there were over 3,800 student teams there, uh, and we finished in the top 11. So wow. So that was exciting.
1: Awesome. Now, uh, where do you see Korski five years from now?
0: Yeah, so Korski five years from now. Korski, uh, you know, we, we see this as, you know, a pretty innovative thing and a little bit of a disruptor in kind of the education area. So, um, you know, previously, I'm, I don't know if you're familiar with iClickers, but they've kind of dominated the market Mm -hmm. and they're ancient, right? They look like they're from the seventies or sixties. So, uh, you know, we see us being in the hands of, you know, higher ed universities across the country and, you know, hopefully making a little bit of a a global push as well into, you know, big classes um, outside the U.S. And
1: I like how this uh, Korski has a GPS aspect to it because, Mm -hmm. you know, the iClicker before, I mean, a bunch of students would just give one person all the clickers, in yep. and it would have no accountability for the students.
0: Yeah, the the designated driver, as we call it at, at our company. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the iClicker designated driver. So yeah, no, so the GPS aspect is cool. We, uh, you know, that was built off of pain from the professor side, just because they were so frustrated with sending out questions and, you know, looking at 50 students, and they're getting 80 responses. So that's where that came in um, to play, and, you know, it's it's worked well for us. Kids are a lot you know don't want to give their phones or their laptops to mm-hmm. people versus a remote that they don't care about so
1: and they're more engaged
0: so. yeah absolutely yeah. and you know we really work on building the student side that that gps is kind of a big component for the professors but there's a lot of other things we do that you know really benefit the student and add student value for them
1: so mm-hmm. now we're gonna have a little fun um okay we're now entering enter my favorite round the superhero round what is your entrepreneur superpower
0: yeah so um you know, this is going to sound a little odd, but I would say my entrepreneur's super superpower is kind of being a, a generalist a little bit. Um, you know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs really try to focus in on one kind of talent and skill set, which is which is very valuable. But you know, when when you're kind of you know bringing a team and trying to you know push a team. You know, I think Sam Altman at Y Combinator, I don't know if you're familiar with him, just quoted that. He said, you know, great founders are generalists and, and good founders are, you know, experts in a specific area. So it sounds odd. It does. But, you know, I think kind of just being able to dive into every industry or every aspect of a business, right? The finance, the accounting, the software, uh, the marketing, the sales is extremely important for a founder. So not focusing all your efforts on maybe your specific skill set, but being able to um, evaluate and understand each aspect of the business.
1: So it's really be be like a sponge and be a jack of all trades. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, wear multiple hats, I should have said, I guess. Mm-hmm. So.
1: So what would you say is your kryptonite?
0: My kryptonite. Um Ooh, that's a tough one. You know, I I'm I'm a little bit of a pleaser, a little bit of a a pleaser, so I I think that, you know, that can be a good strength, but I think it can also be a great weakness. Um, you know, I you, you sometimes you, you know, work for maybe too many hours or you uh or you give up something you shouldn't have given up. Um, Whatever the case is, but sometimes you just, you know, you just try to 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 make everybody happy and and that's not how the world works That's not how business works. Sometimes that's just not the way it's gonna be so Got to work on that a little bit
1: And that's something I can relate to you with too Like I I try to impress everyone Mm -hmm. and therefore I impress no one So you got to say no to some people and that way you can concentrate on one person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah So if you have any superpower, what would it be and why?
0: one superpower, um, you know, I think Gosh, I could give you the basic general answer of like flying because that'd be awesome, but I'm sure that's too lame. Uh, You know, I think, I think being able to tell when uh, people aren't being honest with you, um, you know, would, you know, if they're lying, right, I think that'd be really valuable. And I think you'd be able to pick and choose people to surround you, um, you know, that would only bring you up. So I think that, you know, it's kind of
1: a kind of a curveball, but I think it'd be interesting. Just maybe have like a, like a, a lie, smartphone, yeah, like a but just put it in front of the forehead and see if it says fake. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> Cool. Yeah. So we're now entering the final questions in the interview. And these are really the tools that you would recommend that would really help our listeners get to their feet and get started. What is one resource that you would recommend to our listeners?
0: Yeah. Uh, I, so the one app on my phone that I'm currently absolutely in love with is, uh, sunrise calendars. So sunrise basically integrates all your calendars, all your team's calendars, um, and puts it on one platform, sends you push notification reminders. So if you're trying to keep your life organized, you know, especially when you have a lot of people that you're looking at, a lot of team members, um, you know, events for your personal life, for your business life for whatever, uh, that's, that's one of my favorites. Free to use, super convenient, super helpful. Name one of your favorite books. One of my favorite books. I would have to go with uh, one of the books that changed my life is How to Win F- Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie. Um, Great book, incredible. Yeah, it's that was that was probably the best the best one I've ever read. So,
1: what would you dare to dream if you knew that you could not fail?
0: Uh so I I dare to dream even if I do know that I even though I can fail. So I, I just to play a little bit on that, but no, I want to be a I want to be a venture capitalist one day. So I'm gonna keep working until I get there. Um, you know, hopefully, sell a couple of businesses here. Great group of guys we built here at Key. Um Keep going and uh, open up our own VC fund. So I mean, you're headed in the right
1: direction. So yeah, we'll yeah. see.
0: Gotta keep working.
1: Mm-hmm. For people who want to start up their own businesses, what are some of the advice that you would give to our listeners?
0: Yeah, you know, I think I think a lot of it is just, you know, people are people are afraid to start businesses, and they get so stuck on the idea of what the business is, and the idea is less than a percent of the journey and in the evolution of your company. So I think don't hang so much on the idea. If you can create something that's valuable and you work hard towards it and you build really, you know, if you build people that are better than you around you, uh, you know, you're going to be successful. So surround yourself with smart people, you know, work hard and Um, You know, there's, there's an opportunity for any, anybody can,
1: anybody can do this. They just have to have the right mindset. Mm -hmm. And it's all about the execution. I mean, everyone has a lot of ideas, but Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really the people who take action and execute that really become successful, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So give our listeners one action step that they can do right now to get started.
0: Yeah. uh, So right now, what, what I find very, very effective. And if, especially if you can't think of something is spend the next 30 days with with using your phone or with a notebook you bring everywhere and write down every every single thing that you come across that you think could be improved. Every So from the, day, the moment you wake up to the time you go to bed, you should probably have a list of 50 things that you feel like could be better somehow. And at the end of that 30-day period, you'll have six or seven ideas that can be million-dollar businesses if you can surround yourself with the correct people and, and work towards it.
1: So what is the best way that we could follow you in case we want to know more about Luke or Korski?
0: Yeah. So um, we're at thekorski.com. So any updates on company happenings, feel free to check us out there. Uh, I'm really active on Twitter. So I tweet all about kind of my journey as an internet entrepreneur. Uh, So I'm at Luke Safinos on Twitter. And then I also have a a blog um, called Thoughts of a 21-Year-Old Tech Founder, where I write a lot about kind of more of the VC side versus the entrepreneur side. Um, so feel free to check that
1: out. That's lukesofinos.tumblr.com. So cool. Thank you, Luke, for being a guest on my show. We appreciate your time and wisdom, but here at Startup Life Hacks, we have a saying to help motivate our listeners who are on this entrepreneur journey that it's okay to fail and it's okay to struggle. So let's close by reminding Hacker Nation what our motto is and say it with extreme enthusiasm.
0: All right, Hacker Nation, stay positive and keep grinding.
1: Yes. (laughs) There you go. Thank you.
0: Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for joining me today on Startup Life Hacks. To see how to get in touch with Luke as well as the resources he recommended, navigate over to our show notes page at startuplifehacks.com slash Luke But before we close, I'd like to go over some key takeaways and lessons learned from this interview. Build a team that would help you reach your goal as well as theirs. You can only do so much on your own until you finally reach that burnout period. Surround yourself with people that will motivate you. Like Jim Rohn said, you are the average of the five people that you hang around with. So have people around you that's ready to kick some butt, and then you'll be successful. Let me know what you think about this comment, what it means to you, and if you like what we're doing, show some love by giving a rating and review on iTunes. We read every review, and it tells us if we're moving in the right direction. It also allows this podcast to grow so more people can listen. And as always, stay positive and keep grinding.